the taste of Israel, the taste of your local corner grocery store. You don't have to purchase a plane ticket to Israel to get that wonderful taste. Just go to Milbase and Shuk and you'll find all your desires satisfied. Milbase and Shuk has a variety of fresh high quality products at fair prices brought to you straight from Israel. Let our special Israeli chef make you a dish with a taste of home. Our menu includes Moroccan salmon with tilapia dishes. We specialize in Bet Yosef meat, boekas, jack noon, homemade hummus and tahini and a wide variety of picante salads. Visit us today, 6324 Avenue N, between Ralph Avenue and 63rd Street, or give us a call, 718-241-5600. 718-241-5600. And good morning uh, to our dear listeners, Jeruth Radio, jeruthradio.com, Jeruth on the up. And the number that you know the numbers, and good morning, Sam. Uh, we are really uh, waiting for you. Shabbat uh, and all the best. You know, we are waiting for you. Okay, I'm waiting for you, Nisim. I'm right here and looking forward to uh, the privilege and the pleasure to, to address all our beautiful and gorgeous Jewish listeners out there on JRU Radio. It's a real zechut uh, to uh, impart some of the knowledge that uh, we've gleaned from uh, Rabbi uh, Avigdor Miller. And um, and to support certainly support the station, they're doing such tremendous work over here uh, in their uh, in their um, in the spreading of uh, Jewish music and hashkafa um, and the Torah and all good things. We're spreading it, and it certainly behooves us all to um, help support the station. Text in your uh, pledge, your donation. Because So we need Kemach over here. So all you listeners out there, send in some Kemach. Kemach means money. Money. Send in your money, credit card, donation, whatever you want to send in, a check. That'll be well, uh, it'll be well placed. And it certainly be a zechut for Rabbim. Because when we keep the station going, it's a zechut not only for the, it's a zechut of Tzedakat, it's a kid the Rabbim. So we are uh, studying. Uh, and we are traveling through the thoughts of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Of course, we have to know that the Torah that we have are what the thoughts of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what he's thinking. He wrote his Torah. You write what you think. He's the Machshava. He's, he's the Machshava of the whole Torah. And, and his Machshavot are in order for us to emulate them and to learn from them. Not just to read them. Then these aren't just uh, these aren't stories that we're learning. We're learning models. All of these uh, models that Hashem is putting in in His Torah are, are models in order for to in order for us to be able to uh, attain perfection. 
and we're learning from the most perfect people in the world. We're learning from Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Sarah, Mahabrivka, Leah, and Rachel, and Yosef Asadi coming up. All of these tremendous personalities, these, uh, these mountains uh, that we have, uh, that Hashem has placed in Sefer Bereshit. Sefer Bereshit is called Sefer Derech Eretz. Derech Eretz, Kadmala Torah. And we are, in order to, go, to be able to come to Matan Torah, we have to have Derech Eretz. Derech Eretz, loosely translated, is good character. And, that's, that's, and, and you need that good character in order to be able to have a vessel, a pocket, to put in your Torah. You can learn Torah all you want. You can learn all your Torah, Halakha, Gemara, everything, learn, 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 learn. But if you have no, not, if you don't have a vessel, a pocket to put it in, that vessel we're talking is Midot Tovot, then it's going to be lost. It's going to go out the other side of the pocket. It's going to go out of the other side of the ear. So we have to make sure. First step is they have to have Midot Tovot. And we're learning Midot Tovot, the best Midot in the world. We're learning from, right now, from the Avot, and especially Yaakov Avinu, and our parashiot, there's at least seven parashiot on Yaakov Avinu, which is a lot of real estate. Hashem is spending a lot of time, a lot of his mind is on Yaakov Avinu. Not only Abraham Avinu, ki yedativ, Hashem said by Yaakov, now that I, I love him, I love that man, ki yedativ, to do Hashem's will. So, so by Yaakov Avinu, certainly it's also ki yedativ. Hashem is saying, I love that man because he's going to command all, this, all, the, all of his children, all of the 12 Shevatim and, and his grandchildren after walk, after walk in the Derech Hashem to have Midot Tovot. That's what the Rambam tells us. The Lechet, the Lechet B'Derech Hashem is to have Midot Tovot. That's what we're talking about here. So, so again, by having this vessel, which is the Midot Tovot, then it is a preparation for us to be on Har Sinai. And it's only with those, with that Preparation will be able to merit Harzinai, be, 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 be able to merit getting the Torah. Now, now these midot are so vital because we have to know that anything that we see, anything we learn, is being colored by the glasses of Hashkafa. These glasses of midot tovot, the Hashkafa, the midot will, 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 will color what you see. If you have patience and kindness and, uh, and, and, and uh, humility and... and, and um, and you have uh, 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 feelings at home. You have mercy for people. All these midot tovot, they will. You'll be able to see. You'll be able to. You through those midot, you'll be able to see and learn everything that you see in the world. Through those, through the the honing and the development of these character traits, that's going to affect how you see everything. Now, and how you understand everything. You're going to see and understand. Now. The name Yaakov was given by Kadosh Baruch himself. And it was a prophecy. And it is a prophecy. Yaakov will grab the heel of his enemies at the end. Not only end, but now as well. He's going to grab him at the end. Yaakov. We, the Jewish people, looks like certainly throughout history that we're on the bottom. We're on the bottom. But, but we have to have that understanding that we, at the end of time, we're go, at the end, we're going to be on the top. And it says, that's what uh, uh, David Melech is saying in his, in his Tehillim. He's saying, Eben ma'asu ha'bonim ha'yeta le'rosh pina The Eben, the cornerstone that the builders despised. They hated it. They despised that cornerstone. They looked down on it. 
at the end of the day, that cornerstone became the top of the building, the most important part of the building. And that, first of all, King David, David the Miller, is talking about himself. He was despised. He was looked down on by his brothers, looked, even his own father. They put him in the corner of the field. They thought he was, his birth was illegitimate. They had some kind of a feeling like that. But at the end of the day, he became king of Israel. And even in our parasha, we see Leah was not the first. She was number two. Leah was the first. Yaakov wanted to marry uh, Rahel, Rahel number one. But it turned out that uh, Leah was, was, was married first. Of course, Lavan switched it. But this is was Hashem's uh, Hashem's will. Lavan, Leah was born. Leah was married first, excuse me, and she had the majority of the tribes of Israel, and she had one one of the tribes she had is called Yehuda, and she said, "Apam et Hashem," and she named that 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 boy Yehuda, and saying, "Now I will thank Hashem." Now you have to know that. Yehuda is really the model for Yehudim. We're called the Yehudim. We're Yehudim after Yehuda. And with that, that means that is our purpose in life. Our purpose in life is to praise and thank. Lehudot means to praise and to thank. And, 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 and the Yehudim are the thankers. That's what we always thank. And that is really the purpose in life. When you have thanking, you can't just, we're not just thanking, just blatantly thanking. We're thanking because we know we got something. So the, the precursor to thanking, the first step before thanking is to know that you got something to thank for. You just you don't say thank you, thank you, thank you for nothing. No, you're saying thank you because you, re you received something that was worthwhile enough to thank for. You received something from your mother, from your father, from, from whomever. See the gift. Oh, you look at the gift, you say thank you. you look at the gift. You received the whole world over here. You received the whole world from Hashem. Look at the world. And say thank you to that Rabbah. You got a piece of bread. You say a beracha before the piece of bread. Why? Because you, because you got the piece of bread. First, you got to know that you got a piece of bread. And you have to know how good it is when you realize how good it is. And you, and you, and you, and you contemplate on the goodness of what you're getting. Then you're going to thank profusely. You're going to thank with a full heart. And that is, that is the idea of Yehuda. Our purpose in life is to be a thanker, which is couched, which is including into, includes in that humility, anava. That, 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 that's included in that, and it's hakarat tob. All those ingredients make for a make for a good vessel, a good pocket, a good pocket to put midot. That's midah rishona. That's the most important midah, because all the midot are are, are, are are hinging on that hakarat tov, the humility and the thanking of a person. And when you thank a person, it means that you can, a person thanks somebody else, it means he knows he's getting something. It means he's in debt. And that already is a level. You have to know that to admit that you owe is a, is a, is, is a, a humbling situation. To admit you owe. Now, people, no, most people walk around the street and say, I'm a, I'm a, I don't owe nobody nothing. I'm a self-made man. I don't know any. I'm walking around. I don't owe anybody anything. I, I can walk on my head up high. Ah, no, the opposite. So you have to know that in this world we owe. Did you, did you know that you owe Hashem for the air that, you bro that you're breathing right now? Who's thinking like that? Who's thinking like that? That you owe. Not that you owe. You owe your life for it. Your whole life you owe for that air. Without air, you couldn't live. What about the... Now, we know uh, us uh, 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 good Jews certainly will, will say, well, for a glass of water, we owe. And we say, so I'm paying for it. I'm saying, but we're saying, 
So I, it's mine. I made full payment for that. You didn't make full payment for that. But you made, you made partial payment by saying thank you. But, but that's not full payment, certainly. But, you know, uh, but if your mother makes you a beautiful dinner, you should say thank you to your mother. But that's not full payment for the dinner. Full payment, more payment is to, 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 uh, to make her happy, to do her will, to do your mother's will. That is, that is further payment. That's, that's showing that you really have humility and you feel, you feel in, inside that you, you, that, that you didn't get what you got. It's not for free. Nothing's for free. You have to pay back everything. And that's why Hashem in his and his kindness gave us 613 mitzvot. Hashem gave us 613 mitzvot for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons is to give us a chance. It's out of love to give us a chance, to give us the opportunity to feel like we're paying back for those paying back for a day of life. That's what we're paying for, a day of life. Why do you put on tefillin? Why do you give tzedakah? Why do you learn Torah? Why do you do any of the 613 But Why do you honor your mother and father? Why do you? Because you're following, because you are, you're paying back. You're sure you're in debt. You're in debt for a day of life. You're in debt. Or if I'm in debt, I have to pay back the master. And the master has given me 613 commandments that he wants me to do for my benefit. They're all for my benefit, for my perfection. However, he's giving us the opportunity to feel that we're not takers in this world. That we're not taking for... For, for free. No, I'm not taking it for free. I'm pay, I'm, I'm, I'm able, Hashem has given me the opportunity to think that I'm paying back by giving us mitzvot to do them, to, to show our gratitude and, and, and to show and, and indebtedness for a day of life. That's all you got to do. We owe for a day of life. How about two arms? Do we owe for two arms? How about two legs? How about two eyes that work? Do we owe for two eyes that work? Don't we owe? It's coming to us, two eyes? Walk on the street, there's people that don't, they can't see, they're tapping with a cane. So, so we think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's something that we're uh, entitled to? Are we entitled to two eyes? Are we entitled to teeth? How about hearing? Are we entitled to that? It comes for free? Nah. You have to know, that's, that's a big test. You should never think that. That's, 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 that's corrupted thing. You, you failed the test. You have to know that you're not entitled to anything. And it's until, until a person gets an eye infection, he'll start to realize that, that he has to put a patch on his eye, maybe one eye, maybe two eyes, maybe for a week, maybe for a month. He'll start to say, ooh, the eyes aren't for free. I owe for my eyes. I owe for my ears, my hearing. And I have to be thankful and grateful. And I have to pay back. It's not just enough to be thankful. You have to pay back. How are you going to be back? You have to do what the maker wants you to do. You have to do, and he's giving us a... a uh, he's giving us a, a schedule. Can you beat that? The maker is telling us what he wants us to do for our benefit, for our perfection. He wants us to do 613 mitzvot. And that's the, that is, 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 our, is our objective here in this world. So that is giving us the, uh, the, the ability to, to, to show hakarat atov and to pay back. But over here we're talking about, um, about, about the hayita uh, lerosh pina. And, 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 and Leah herself... At the end, she was despised by she was despised, so to speak. She was second fiddle, but at the end, she became top fiddle. She became number one. Whereas the most of the shiva team, she came from her. She had um, uh, she had what eight, I think eight boys, if I'm not mistaken, uh, with with her with her concubine with her with her uh, she, uh, she, 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 and and uh, uh, Rachel 
had uh, Yosef and Benjamin. So, so, and we see, and again, again, the children of, of, of Leah, is, which we were concentrating was Yehudi, Yehuda, is Yehudim. Yehudim is the cloud Israel. Basically, the most of cloud Israel, Yehuda, coming from Yehuda, were the children of Leah, and she, at the end, she was the head, she became the head because she strived more. It's the second one that, that tends to work harder. And sometimes the, the, the uh, turtle surpasses the rabbit because he's working harder. So that's, we see that uh, uh, repeated throughout life. Now, in our parasha, we have uh, Yaakov Abinu is, uh, is, is, is going to... Uh, to um, to uh, Haran, and he's going to find a a wife, and uh, his mother and father told him to leave leave town and to go uh, to go for, to go to the house of Lavan Ben Betuel and uh, find a wife over there. So on the way there, uh, he has the famous dream. Of, he was been he's been learning for 14 years in the uh, in the yeshiva Shemba Ever, and finally he puts his head down. He hasn't put his head down for 14 years. He was a matmid. So he puts his head down on a, on a bunch of rocks. Not too comfortable, but when, you, when you're dead tired, I guess it's, uh, it'll, it, it'll feel comfortable. And when he put his head down on those rocks, finally Hashem contacted him at that time. And, and, and he had a dream, a prophetic dream. And that dream, the famous dream, which all the uh, painters, whether it be Rembrandt or whomever they are, they all like to make a painting of that dream of the of of, your, of Yaakov Abinu lying down on the rock and angels going up and down this ladder. Tremendous dream, tremendous vision, and and, and it's a deep vision. And uh, let's let's try to glean a couple of s uh, simple lessons from the vision. So they're coming. First of all, the angels are going up and coming down. Usually, an angel we would think an angel is in heaven and comes down from heaven, and then he goes up. So why would this angel come up and come down? So, the rabbi explains that the angels, that's our mitzvot. We have to know that our mitzvot, when we do mitzvot, we have, when we do commandments of Hashem, put on tefillin, eat kosher food, eat matzah pesach, you, you're uh, honoring your mother and father, you, 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 you're kind to, you give tzedakah, so many mitzvot to do, you're creating a mitzvah. That's the pekevot tells us you're making praklit achat. You're creating a, a, an angel. So, that angel, that mitzvah, is going up, it's going up, it's going up to Shamayim. And that mitzvah is going up. When it, when it comes down, the beracha comes down. So we're actually creating our own beracha. The mitzvah goes up and the beracha comes down. We send it up to the bank of heaven and then we get, a, we get, we get showered with the interest from that bank. Of course, it's interest only because the mitzvah itself, nothing, you can't pay for a mitzvah in this world. It's paid only in the next world because they're too big. But we, we get, certainly do reap reward, reward from mitzvot. We get the interest of the reward. So we're creating that ourselves by this angel going up. Going up, and the berachah is coming down. Now, we also learn a, 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 a critical and fundamental uh, lesson from the ladder itself. The lesson is, has to do with, with our growth in life. Growth in life, you have to know, in life you have to be moving. You got to be moving. If you're not moving, if, you if a person thinks he's standing still, that he's standing still, he's, he's grossly mistaken. He's standing still 
it's like trying to stand, let's say you have a, an escalator going down. That an escalator, go to the store, there's an escalator, it's going down. Now you are standing on that step of the escalator. Now you're not moving one way or the other, but the escalator is taking you down. Whether you like it or not, if you're not moving up the staircase, then the escalator is taking you down, and that's life. Life, you have to be moving up in life. You have an environment, it's pulling you down. You have people all over the place. The, the, the environment is, is poison out there, especially today. So if you're just breathing in the environment and you're staying the way you are, let's say you're not coming to shul, you're not learning Torah, you're not doing ma'asim tovim, you're not fighting the environment, then you're finished. Then for sure you're going down. It's nechashim v'akrabim yeshbo. If the, if the board is rek, embo ma'im, if the board means your mind, if your mind wants to stay the same, and, 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 and don't think it's going to stay the same, it never stays the same. Nothing stays the same. person is, is, is drawn after chavivotav, after chavirav, v'sivivotav. Rambam tells you, automatic. And psychologists will tell you the same thing, that a person is drawn after his environment and his friends. No matter what, it's gravity. It's automatic. So if a person thinks he could just stand still, standing still means stand still in his mentality, stand still in his spirituality, stand still in his madriga. can't stand, then he's fooling himself. Because that person is going down. He's going down. But that's why in our religion, that really, Hashem looks at which way you're headed, which way you're, not where you are, not Bashir Husham, Bashir, which way you're going. Are you on the train going up? Are you on the train going north? Are you on the train? Are you on the way to going? Do you come to a class on Sunday? Do you come? Everybody come to a class on Sunday at least. Today's a day off. Do you come to a class yesterday, Shabbat? Are you on the way up? If you're on the way up, Hashem looks at you as if you got there already, by the way. As if you got there. The train got there. That's like in, in a Yom Kippur, that's in Rosh Yom Kippur time. You got to get on the train. The train going up. That's what Hashem wants from you. It's not, there's not too much concerned where you are right now, but which way are you headed? And that we're talking about over here. On the escalator, which way are you headed? Now, if you think you're standing still, the guy says, no, 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 I'm good. You ever hear people say that? I'm good. I'm good means I'm bad. I'm good is not good. I'm good is terrible. I'm good is mean I'm stationary. I'm not moving. I'm, st I'm, I'm a good man. I'm stationary. I'm good. No, no, you don't realize that you probably are a good man, but you're being eroded. You're being worn down. You're being worn down by the environment. You're being worn down by your, by the mentality, by the TV, by the movies, by your age, by the news, by being worn down, being eroded. So in order to combat that, you have to, you have to know that, A, that you're being eroded, number one. That would, will help. That'll work. However, over here we're learning on the, that ladder that Yaakov is, is dreaming about. We have to know that you have to be moving at least one rung at a time. The dream of the ladder is to teach us that we have to be moving up one rung at a time minimum. And sometimes it needs to be uh, monitored how you're moving. You have to have the right rabbi monitoring you. Because sometimes some people, they get excited and they want to move two rungs at a time or three or four. And what happens to people like that sometimes, many a times, is they're moving too fast, and they could fall and hurt themselves. And these people could fall and hurt themselves, be disillusioned, and maybe, who knows what, maybe throw the whole thing out the window. So we have to move slowly, but steadily. You have to have steady movement. 
in life. Of course, each one according to his level, each one according to his his uh, uh, his um, uh, being uh, watched in the in the program. Each one according to his program. But movement is vital. I must have movement. Okay, so that's what we're learning over here. And we don't want to move. We don't want to jump to too many madrigot because if you jump up too many steps, maybe you'll miss the step, and who knows what's going to happen. But now. Sticking, sticking with this, uh, sticking with this idea of the ladder. Let's just uh, of the of the dream of the ladder. Let's focus on uh, a tremendous idea that uh, Rabbi Victor Miller brings out. This idea, fantastic idea, and it's a it's a yesod. As all this idea, a yesod. It's a, it's a yesod of the of the right now of the of the of the midot. So the question is like this. Yaakov Abinu, when he came to town, when he had that dream of the ladder, he was able to dream about angels. Dream. Angels going up and down the ladder. Very nice. It's a prophetic dream. It's a great dream to have, and he had the dream. At the end of the parasha, he was able to see angels with his own fleshy eyes, as the rabbi put it. His own eyes. He could see, and he wasn't dreaming about it. He actually saw the, he saw the angels. Mahanaim. He saw the angels at the end of the parasha. By Mahanaim, he viewed angels. And next week's parasha, he's going to wrestle with the angel of Esau. He's going to touch an angel. So the question is open. Because these parashiot aren't here to tell us fairy tales, chash shalom. They're not here to tell us stories. They're here to teach us perfection. Teach us how did Yaakov reach this level? What did he do in order to reach this level? That's the idea. That's the question. What does the Torah tell us that Yaakov Aminu did in order to climb this ladder of perfection? In order, why? In order that we can do the same thing. Because if we, if, if, if we can learn what he did and how he did it, then we can also emulate that and do it. That's, what, that's, what, that's why it's being related in the Torah to begin with. Okay. So, so, so the... Uh, So, so we have to know that the Torah tells us that after 20 years with Laban, he was able to merit, to merit these, seeing these angels. And what was he doing those 20 years? Was he uh, putting on, you know, four pairs of tefillin? Was he uh, giving a lot of extra tzedakah? Was he doing chasidut? What, 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 what was he doing? Was he praying all day long, learning all day? What was he doing that, that, that brought up his madrega? So the rabbi says he, the Torah tells us only one thing that he was doing tells us that that he was be he was loyal to Lavan, loyal to his flocks. He was a shomer ne'eman. He was a loyal watchman. Now Lavan was a, a scoundrel. He was a thief. He was a, more than a thief. At the end, of the Haggadah tells us he really he would have he would he would he would want to even murder Yaakov and his whole family. And he even said, I, I, you know, at the end of the parasha, Hashem told him, better not even talk to him, but he did talk anyway. Hashem told Laban in a dream, don't even talk crossly to Yaakov Aminu. But then I, it's a pele. Laban says, I have in my power to do harm to you. That, that's pretty tough talk. Did it anyway. So, so, so we have to know that, that Yaakov Aminu is working for the worst man in the world. Worst man in the world. And he switched wives on him. How bad? He switched his wife. They had a special, they had a deal, whatever. And Lavan switched wives on Yaakov Avinu. And yet, in and all that, Yaakov remained 
Shomer Ne'eman, loyal, loyalty. So we see from here that loyalty is a tremendous trait, if not the number one trait that we have to strive for, because Hashem is showing that in His Torah over here. Loyalty, Ne'emanut, being steadfast, being that gets couched in honesty, honesty, loyalty, steadfastness. So, so Hashem sees that trait in, in, in Yaakov. What a trait, loyalty, fantastic. Hashem says, you know, if you could be loyal to this crook, this scoundrel, this wicked man, Lavan, by virtue of your character, then you, I'm sure, you're, you're also a model to your children, and they're going to follow the, that way of loyalty. And therefore, Hashem says it, therefore, it's because you and your children have this trait, this unbelievable trait of loyalty, this character trait of loyalty, then it merits for me to give you my Torah, that you could be loyal to my, to my Torah, be loyal, keep it. And for the last uh, uh, 4,000 years, basically, we have a B'nai Israel, a, 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 a nice segment of it, that has been loyal all these years, 3,300 years since the giving of the Torah, that we're loyal to Torah due to what? Due to trait of Ne'emanut that Jacob Binu had. That, that, that is maybe the, the greatest trait in the book, to be Ne'eman. Now, now, now and the word Ne'emunah, Emunah fundamentally, believe, fundamentally means steadfastness or loyalty. Thus, a righteous one shall live because of his Emunah. Sadiq be'emunato yichyeh. He's living because of Emunah, because of his steadfast loyalty. That's why that we learn that the quality of emunah is not fundamentally belief. Guy says, Ani ma'amin, Ani ma'amin be'emunah shelema. I believe. No, it really, really, the, the quality of, 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 of emunah is loyalty. The word, but the word emunah is also related to truth. As we said, honesty. And emet or amen. Emunah is inclusive of emet, emunah, and emunah, amen, I am loyal. So even one who believes is not necessarily loyal. Yeah, you can have a person who believes, I believe in God, but I'm not loyal to the misvot. Nah, he's not loyal. He doesn't have that loyalty. He, he, believes in, he believes in God that created the world. But emunah, we're talking about emunah, loyalty, he may not be so necessarily loyal. The loyal one, the loyal one, the real one that, that understands what emunah means, that he means loyalty, he seeks to believe. And he's look, looking to believe, to make his belief even more concrete. And he finds emunah because the truth is with Israel, and is available for those who are loyal to Israel. So the key item is the, is the midah of emunah, loyalty, and that will be able to, that, through that loyalty, you're going to develop a stronger and clearer and concrete emunah hushit, a sensory perception of emunah through the trait of loyalty. So we see over here a very big item of, of, of this trait of loyalty that we're learning from Yaakov Avinu. Now, now, Yaakov comes to town. He comes to town, and he's a stranger over there. You know, he's looking, he, he's looking for Lavan, the house of Lavan. He's going to hopefully find his, uh, his match in that house, because that's where his father and mother sent him. And so he comes, we're going to learn some more derecheres from Yaakov Abinu. So he goes to the village square to, to, meet, to meet people, that's where they are. 
and he sees many shepherds hanging around the well. Now the well is an, uh, it's a, it's an, it's an important item because the well, enclosed in that well is life itself. And what's life? Life is water. There's water, there's drinking water inside that well, drinking water. So not only drinking water for humans, also drinking water for the animals. The animals are going to, to, to drink from that water and be able to give uh, food. Sheep can give, they, they can, could, can give meat and milk, right? And also wool for clothing from that, from that water and grass that they're going to eat. So over here, we see that he goes to the, well, to the well and he sees these shepherds hanging around the well. Now these shepherds, oh, they work for Lavan. So they were actually, they are sleeping on the job. Yaakov, you know, sees that these shepherds are not doing their job. They should be get, gathering to ga together and to, uh, to, to, to do their job. To, uh, to, to, uh, you know, at that point, there's a big rock on the wall, but they can gather together to remove the rock. So, so he has feelings for his uncle, and he sees that he, his uncle is being uh, shortchanged by the shepherds. So he doesn't, he doesn't just walk away and hide his eyes. That's, that's, that's what we learn in the mitzvah. If you see the, 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 uh, the, um, the ox of your fellow Jew, gotta help him. You see the fellow Jew's uh, uh, car, got a flat tire, gotta stop, you gotta help him. He's got to help. He's got to help you too. But you got to help. You have to have a feeling to help your fellow Jew. Hakem takim. Not only not only with his ox, but with his car. Of course, if he's lost in his soul, if he's lost in his hashkafa, for sure, kol sheken, you got to try to help him. Now talk to him. Bring him to a rabbi. Sell, at least send him a book. Do something. But you can't just walk away and have no feelings for him. That is asud to do, by the way. So, so over here. Um, Yaakov Abinu, we're learning from him how to approach, how can you approach uh, giving instruction to people. And that's a very sensitive subject because people are thin-skinned, especially today. They don't, want to be, they don't want to be told anything to do. They don't want to be uh, given even suggestions of what to do because they, they, they are, they're defensive. People are defensive. And, and they also feel that you're condescending. You don't want to be people. People people get show umbrage even when you tell them there's a stain on his shirt. Although you're doing it for his own good, or maybe his seat's hanging out of his pants, or maybe his tefillin is not as crooked. You, you got to be careful. Certain people to tell them that. So, so because then people don't like to be told anything. That's in general. There's some other people, good people. They like to be told because they want to be corrected. They want to. They want to. They want to be. Uh, they want to improve themselves. So those people. That's how we're supposed to live our lives. When we're corrected, we take it properly. If your mother tells you something or your father tells you something, you're not, you certainly shouldn't be defensive, your mother and father, and your wife also. Of course, she's telling you all the time, and it's, sometimes it's hard to take, but we have to know she's telling you for your own good. You try to try to understand that and, and realize, if, you know, if your mother or your, or those weren't telling you anything, it means they, wouldn't, they didn't care about you. When a person doesn't tell you anything, it means they don't care about you. In our religion, we want to be we want to show that we care about our fellow family, our fellow Jews. We have to show that we care, and that's why we have to give 
when we give instructions over here again tochecha is a is a is a uh, a fine line a fine subject we were obligated but if we if but if we know tochecha meaning instruction over here if we know that the person is not going to accept it then there's no mitzvah to give it and you got to be very careful giving instruction if the guy is going to be uh, a stubborn or get angry or agitated when you give him that instruction then don't give it don't give him any instruction send him a letter anonymously in the mail maybe send him a letter whatever you want without your name on it that's good too it helps so over here Yaakov does the following strategy and uh, let's hear what Yaakov you know, is doing that Hashem wants us to know he says like this he says he says, Ahai, the first word he says, Ahai, my brothers. Now, he doesn't know that. He doesn't know these people. They don't even know him. He's coming. He's a stranger. But he calls them my brothers. When, he, when they hear some love in his voice, love calling him my brothers, they come close. They come close to him. They're, they're more receptive. When you curl, first you start off in a brotherly language, brotherly and kind language. This is a lesson for us on how to speak to all people. Then Yaakov realizes he works for Lavan. And now, he shows concern for his uncle's property. So he says, so, so he says, why don't you have the sheep drink the water from the well? So they answer him back and they say, we can't because there's a big boulder on that well. There's a big fat rock, a boulder on that well. And we need a lot of shepherds to gather together to get it off. It's a huge, heavy rock. Now, Torah tells us something very important about Yaakov Avinu. And again, anything the Torah is telling us, it's not, a, it's, not, it's not a story to tell us. It's, a, it's something to tell us for our perfection. And that's the way we have to read these things, read the Torah. Because Hashem is putting it in the Torah. So Hashem is telling us in the Torah that there was a big, giant, heavy rock on the well. Of course, what was the rock doing on the well, first of all? First of all, it's there to protect, to protect the water itself. Well, protected from people to steal the water. It's like an alarm system. Put a big fat rock on the water, and people go, you got to have a lot of people to take that rock off, and by the time they take it off, maybe they'll be caught, up, uh, who knows, maybe... A the water. Another reason the rock is on the well is to protect the water from poisonous snakes and scorpions and, 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 and creatures that will put their poison in the water. And if they put their poison in the water, then it will be undrinkable or it could be, it could be damaging to anybody that's going to drink the water, whether it's humans or animals. So that rock is doing at least a dual function of protecting the, the water from poisons and protecting the water from being stolen. Okay, so now Yaakov comes to town and he sees the big heavy rock and the Torah tells us something unbelievable. He says Yaakov Abinu was able so powerful that he was able to take the rock off with one finger and now she tells us from the Gemara that like just like popping a cork from a bottle of wine just to pop the cork ah, why is he they're saying over here that Yaakov Avinu was very powerful so powerful question is who cares why does Hashem want us to know that, Hash that Yaakov Avinu was so powerful he want to tell us that he was a genius he was this he was kind he was smart, he was all the good midot that he had, patient, and, uh, and, and, and all these things, but, you know, and he, and he was able to learn, uh, learn Torah, uh, the Shas, 
I don't know, a hundred times by heart, whatever you want to say about him, all these things that are unbelievable about him. And I'm sure he was all those things too. No, but the Torah is telling us over here one thing that you might not even have thought to even think about it, but God wants you to think about it. He was a very powerful man. A lot of that power emanated from inside, certainly. But he was powerful physically nonetheless. Now, what, what's the purpose of that? Because, because the Rabbi Rabbi Mill explained, because we should never think ever, and people have that thought, that Yaakov was running away from his brother, Esav, the brute, running away from him because he was afraid. You should never think like that. Yaakov Avinu was not afraid. He ran away from Esav because his mother told him to leave town. His father told him to leave by Ishma Yaakov Lavivulimo. He was a Sadiq. He listened to his mother and his father. And that's why he left town. Not because didn't say uh, he left town because by because he was afraid of his brother. Never says that. So we see over here that that he was so strong that he that 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 he was not afraid. Of, of Esav. Elama, he was afraid that he didn't want to hurt Esav. That's one of the reasons he left there. He, he, didn't, want to, he didn't want to crush Esav, which he could have. But he's showing us the midah of self-control. And that's what we're learning in our parashiot right now. We're learning Derech Eretz. Derech Eretz Kadmala Torah. The Yaakov Abinu is exhibiting and exercising and honing and developing his self-control. That's Kovesh Et Yitzro Ezehu Gibor He's controlling himself. Right? So, so this is what we're learning from, from Yaakov Avinu. That, that, that self-control uh, that, 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 that he exhibited and that we have to exhibit. And to tell you the truth, all of our mitzvot, which have many, many benefits, one of the benefits of the mitzvot is self-control. You can't eat milk after meat. You can't eat unkosher food. You can't eat, you can't wear shatnez. You have to have self-control in your respect for people, for rabbis, for your parents. You have to have self-control. You can't steal anything from anybody. You have to have self-control in many, many aspects. So the mitzvot are there to develop your midot. And one of the midot is self-control. Right. Other, other reasons for mitzvot that we can glean that the, the benefits of mitzvot and reasons in order that we can, that are going to perfect us is Rabbi Miller lists a bunch of them. I'll, I'll try to remember some of them. One is Hakaratatov. The mitzvot are there in order to, to exhibit and to develop our Hakaratatov. Our Hakaratatov for what? For a day of life. So we're doing what the, command, what, the, what, the, what the creator of the world wants us to do. We're thanking him for that day of life. That's Hakaratatov. Another reason for mitzvot is to separate us from the goyim. We do, we put tefillin, they don't. We eat kosher food, they don't. We eat matzah on Pesach, they don't. We have lulav on, on Sukkot, they don't. We eat in Sukkot, Sukkot, they don't. We are different. We are separate. Hashem is the havdil otanum in agoyim. We had last night havdalah to say that we are, we are mavdil. Because Hashem is mavdil. Hashem is mavdil. Hashem is the one that's separating us because we are, we are uh, uh, beni bechori Israel. We are the Am Hashem. We are the Amashem, Davka. We are only Amashem. We have the Torah. That's our Torah. Torah Moshe, Torah Hashem, Torah Shal Yisrael. And we have to realize that. We have to live that way. And we have to know that we're special. And that's Habdallah. So the Torah, the Mizvot, is separating us. So 
another, another aspect of misvod is to gain good character. All the misvod are there, give charity, kindness, patience. They're there in order for us to gain good, char- good character. Another aspect of misvod is to learn Torah. Because, because just, if you just, in order, in order to keep the misvod properly and correctly, you have to learn Torah in order to do the misvod. You can't just say, you can't just have a misvah of Shabbat without learning about Shabbat. You can't, what? You can't have a mitzvah of Shabbat without learning about Shabbat. You can't have mitzvah, any, any of the mitzvot must be learned. You can't have a mitzvah of sukkah without learning how to put up a sukkah. So that is means that you have to learn Torah. The mitzvot are there to, t- to teach us to learn Torah. And also, another beautiful benefit of mitzvot is to gain olam abba. That's fantastic. You're getting, you're getting reward in this world and the next world, and you're gaining the next world. So you have another benefit of mitzvot is to gain olam abba. Now, 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 uh-huh. now, of course, we learn in our parasha that the purpose of life is the hodot, is the hodot, is to thank Hashem, is to praise and thank Hashem. Now, 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 what is Hashem? Ma Hashem, Hashem alohecha shu'el mimcha ki'im le'ira'ah. Hashem wants us to be aware of Him. Be aware of Him. To love Him. And, and, and to do all of His... To thank Hashem. That is, that's all included in Yehuda Lehodot. Now, we have over here in our parasha, that Yaakov kissed Rivka. He had a lot of emotion. He kissed Rivka. He met Rivka. As Rivka is his cousin. And, uh, and he met her for the first time. And he gave her... It was, a, it, was a, it was an emotional meeting. And he expressed his emotions. He expressed his meeting, his, his love of, of kin with this reaction. Now we have to know also that in our, in, our, in our Torah, it also says that, you know, Yaakov hugged and kissed Esav. Esav was his brother. He showed emotion. And, and we also see that Yosef is going to hug and kiss his brother, his brothers. More emotion. So we see a lot of hugging and kissing in our Torah. And Yaakov Abinu, when he meets uh, Ephraim and Asher, he hugs them and he kisses them. So we see again, Shem is exhibiting, showing us in this Torah a lot of why. Because, because emotion it emanates from the soul. And emotion it is a reflection of the perfection of the soul. You, your, your soul is, 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 is showing its perfection by its emotion for your kin, for your family members. And fi- eventually you'll be able to show this kind of love for an extension of your family. And that extension of your family includes the Kali Yisrael. Putting all of this hugging and kissing by the Holy Father to show teachers us show demonstrative love, demonstrative emotions towards our close family, and not to be a cold stoic. It shouldn't be a bottom of the frying pan, as the rabbi would say. Shouldn't when you meet somebody, another Jew, you should show, should open up your eyes, so glean in your eyes. Shouldn't be a deadpan face. That is a terrible thing to do. So you have to have emotion face. We're learning this from 
yeah, from the avot, from the from over here, hugging and kissing, and all this kind of emotional stuff, because that's how we gotta be. When you see meet your fellow Jew, meet him in shul, meet wherever you meet your fellow family member, you open your eyes, you want to put a little smile on your face, say, ah, oh, Jack, I'm so glad to see you. Oh, it's a pleasure to see you today. Or Rachel, wow, so I haven't seen you in a while. You look, I'm, I'm glad, you know, uh, it's good to see you today. And you show that emotion. And that, that is a service of Hashem. You hear this? It shouldn't be a cold fish. When you show emotion, it's a service of Hashem to be in touch with your soul. When you are showing emotion, you show you are in touch with your soul. It's a service of Hashem. Now, we'll finish this one uh, story about Ramel. About 12 years ago, somebody asked for advice on how to raise children in today's environment. Actually, it was done at my house. He said this. Somebody asked this at my house. So, how can you raise children in today's environment? So the rabbi answered like this. Listen carefully. He said, first of all, he said, talk to your child. Talk to him all the time. And tell your child how much you love him. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him, Rohi, I love you so much. Tell him. Feel settled. Let him have Yeshuva Dad. Let him have peace of mind that I love you and God loves you. He's watching over you. He loves you so much. You're such a good boy. And, 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 and while you're doing this, Rabbi, the, the rabbi took the back of his hand, his own hand, and he put it on his face, his own face, and he was rubbing his face as he was telling in a circular motion. So you could, so if you make a, a physical contact with your child, your grandchild, your great-grandchild, and you tell him, oh, Rocky, you rub his face. Um, Rocky, I, I heard you're doing so well in school. I'm so proud of you. I love you so much. And rub his face. And, and he'll never forget it. And this is a way... Now, you might think, the rabbi said, that he's not listening, but he hears every single word that you're saying, and he won't forget it for the rest of his life. And this is a big, a big uh, suggestion, a big, uh, um, a big idea, a big direction the rabbi is giving us how we can raise our own children. So I want to wish you all have a good day, a successful week. Enjoy yourself.